Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Good morning and welcome. Hour number three begins. It is 8.06 time check. Brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always yes. It's a happy hump day, Trump day, and a debate tonight without Trump. The other four will be there. Will it get whittled down further? I think there will be some fireworks, especially between former Governor Haley and our current Governor Ron DeSantis. I think there's, uh, it'll come to blows. Well, you know, word-wise. Yeah. And, uh, well, let's get to it, because uh, we've got our Congresswoman Kat Kamek on the line. And good morning, Kat. How you doing? Hey, good morning, fellas. Just heading out to my first meeting of the day. Oh, my goodness. I know you've, you've, you're always on the run, so we'll get right to it. Uh, is there a tie between some of the foreign cash that's coming in to our college campuses and some of these protests? Are they less organic uh, than, we, than we think they are? Yeah, you know, I think that's a real problem that we have to pay attention to. When you think about the millions of dollars of foreign money coming into our universities, it's not just influencing the activities of students on campus, for example, like we've seen. And at my office in Gainesville, we've had two pro-Hamas protests at my office. In fact, they left me messages um, because they didn't want to protest when police were there. And my thought was, well, if you have nothing to hide, if you have nothing uh, that you're doing wrong, why would police presence bother you? But apparently that was a problem for them. But we've now been able to track some of the money that these pro-Hamas groups have been receiving to people like George Soros and some foreign entities. But beyond that, when you look at the curriculum and some of the things that are being taught on campus, some of the sympathies that may be um, elicited on campus, you're seeing where you have Middle Eastern countries paying millions of dollars in gifts to universities. So we actually had a, uh, a bill yesterday that was introduced. It's called the Deterrent Act, and it really cracks down on all the foreign cash that's flowing into our universities. And, of course, we know that college campuses today are very much a training ground for community activists that tend to be exceptionally liberal, the organizers uh, that, that tend to, once they graduate, get involved in more and more of the liberal left activities. So I think it's really important that we crack down on all that foreign cash being infused into the university system. There was a uh, House Committee on Education and the Workforce the other day, and and a couple of uh, university presidents were there, uh, University of Pennsylvania, along with uh, uh, Harvard, Claudine Gay. And, you know, when really push comes to shove and talk about free speech and hate speech and all of that, um, they try to say something along the lines of, well, it depends on the context and whether the speech turns into conduct that is actually killing Jews, which is ridiculous because if you're on a college campus saying, um, you know, let's go string up black people, 
that's going to be hate speech, and it's going to be stopped. Am I right? Yeah, I mean, and it should not be difficult. It should not be controversial for anyone, including and especially a university president, to unequivocally condemn anti-Semitism. Violence against anyone is wrong. And for them to stutter and, and, and really struggle to answer basic questions at this hearing yesterday, that really speaks volumes of how far we have slipped away from just basic human decency. And I'm really, really concerned the fact that the Harvard University president had no problem with students on their campus standing there calling for an act of genocide of an entire people. The whole notion that the, the saying of the, from the river to the sea mm-hmm. is anything but a call for extreme violence is absurd. And I think you saw it point blank, you know, Elise Stefanik, she said mm-hmm. in the hearing that it was absolutely shameful to put her on the record and ask her, can you, will you condemn this? It's absurd that she couldn't. There should have been a very quick, easy, yes, that is wrong. I condemn this. Props to Ben Sass at University of Florida. Immediately after the October 7th attack, he put out a statement that was very clear, no gray area, that he would stand up for the Jewish students on campus. And of course, as you know, Bob, we have the largest Jewish student body in America at University of Florida. And so this was really, really important that we were leading in that front. But University of Pennsylvania, uh, NYU, Stanford, Harvard, Princeton, UCLA, shame on them for them having any sort of space, any sort of gray area where they will actually say, "Ah, you know, it's wrong, but, or, you know, the whole ceasefire thing, Mm -hmm. sexual violence is, is terrible, but unacceptable, no gray area, full stop. Right on. Uh, I agree with that. And they're inconsistent, the left is. Once again, this time, you know, you can limit free speech because if it's conservative speech or pro-life speech or something, oh, there's just really no need for that. They're, they're, they clearly will limit free speech or dialogue on college campuses and not think a thing of it. But all of a sudden now, well, you wouldn't want to interfere with the free speech of somebody calling for genocide. So once again, the left's very inconsistent in their approach. Yeah, I mean, and, and think about this, Bob. We now have on TikTok a bunch of, I'm just going to call them morons, people that are saying, oh, I read Osama bin Laden's letter to America and I'm shook. I am absolutely blown away. You know, I now understand why they did what they did on 9-11. In fact, they were justified because they have been oppressed. This is all around the same age group, the same demographic. And it is the continual perpetuation of victimhood that is taught on the college campuses. It is the notion that there is always going to be an oppressor that is holding you down. And that is the mindset that we have to break in this country because that is what is pulling us further and further to the left in every aspect of our society. And so it's that whole dependency and control victimhood mentality that we're trying to break. And it's one step at a time, one bite at a time, when we're trying to eat the so-called elephant yeah. in the room. And, and, and some of these things that they're following or supporting wouldn't even allow them, if they were to be, you know, uh, put forward in our country, wouldn't allow them 
to even have the protests or the free speech. They they don't even get it from the, the very beginning. But I do want to ask you this before we go. Um, yeah. More light is being shed and more exposed on the Biden pseudonym emails. House Ways and Means yeah. Committee was exposing it via the IRS whistleblowers. Uh, what's your thought on these, what I would consider pretty damning emails? Exactly that, Bob. These are damning pieces of evidence that further confirm what we have suspected all along, that Biden was pay for play, and he is compromised. He had foreign cash going into his coffers, and he was selling influence in the White House. And, of course, the Robert L. Peters um, name that was used, mm-hmm. the executive privilege that by, um, uh, Biden, Obama has refused to give up, we know that there is some really explicit examples of where there was business being conducted under the name that they claim was used for personal emails with family. We know that to be false because he was doing, we have uh, several hundred emails that prove he was doing business under that name. And so, again, all the more reason we have to get the thousands and thousands of pages of documents that we know they're holding on to. That's why the impeachment inquiry vote is coming up next week is going to be very important because it takes another excuse off the table as to why we cannot have access to those documents. If they have nothing to hide, they should have no problem turning that over to our body. Well, you've got those emails. You've got James uh, Comer's, uh, the bank records that he has pulled together from the Biden family business, etc. It seems like... uh uh, I'm no lawyer, but uh, it looks like the building of a case, but uh, it is the president of the United States. We know there's going to be more than a pothole or two on the way to an impeachment, if there even is one. Uh, Congresswoman, always appreciate your time. Uh, stay safe uh, up there in D.C. Appreciate you guys. Have a great one. Talk to you next week. All right. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.